Hello, friends. Happy Hump Day. Hope you're all keeping well. If you are listening on a podcast provider, as always, please hit subscribe and leave us a lovely review. We thank you very much. If you are listening to this episode on the Lincolnite website, you can find the links to your preferred podcast provider at the bottom of the page. So next Wednesday is going to mark two months since I began producing the Lincolnite podcast. And truthfully, the best part of it so far has been learning from people, learning about new topics, learning about people's experiences, and learning about things that I didn't even know existed. No truer is that sentiment than in regards to my guest today, Rachel Ruddock of Mama Tutu Birthing. Rachel is a placenta encapsulation specialist. In the least technical terms, she offers a service that collects the placenta postpartum, she works her magic on it, and she turns that placenta into capsules for a new mother to take, and they hold a host of reported health benefits. There's a lot more to it than that, but we'll get to it, we'll get to it. I was fascinated. I was fascinated by what Rachel does, absolutely fascinated, and I feel like I learned something, which again, is the best part of what I get to do. So friends, Rachel from Mama Tutu Birthing. That's all right. Rachel, how are you doing today? Thank you for joining me. No, thank you for inviting me. Yeah, yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Plodding along. Plodding along, ain't we all, ain't we all. So I suppose a good place to start is talking about your background and just because I'm fascinated by the title, how does one become a placenta encapsulation specialist? Um, well, it's quite an interesting story because it's my business is my side business. I work full time in the military. I'm in the, the the Royal Air Force. I'm an engineer. Oh wow! So putting that side by side with centre encapsulators, quite different anyway. But um, I've got three children. I've got Constance, who's five; Hope, who's four; and Johan, who's eight months old now. I had my placenta encapsulated with all of them. Um, it was when I was based in Suffolk. Um, and again, like five, six years ago, it was, it was quite new and upcoming. Like you didn't, it wasn't, wasn't the norm. You didn't hear of, of a lot of people in mum and baby groups saying, Oh, I had my placenta encapsulated, mm. but it was after I, um, and me and my other half did a hypnobirthing course cause we'd, the hypnobirthing was quite up and coming then. And my instructor at the time did also did placenta encapsulation. So we researched into it and I was placed quite high risk for developing postnatal depression. And one of the top um, supposed benefits of placenta encapsulation is helping to ward off um, postnatal depression and the baby blues. So I thought we've got to do this. So we booked in, um, didn't have an amazing birth with, with my eldest. It was quite traumatic. So the the midwives and the helpers were keeping quite a close eye on me just in case I did develop anything. But honestly, after after taking my placenta capsules, I felt amazing. Um, not just the, the mental recovery as well, but the physical. I had uh, quite a long 48-hour-plus birth, which ended in a, an emergency section. Um, t- started taking my placenta capsules um, two days later and within... Five, I think it was four or five days later, I was up with my baby, my newborn baby in a sling, walking two miles like up and down to the shop. So mm. that was that was really good. So I was I was raving about it then. But then everyone was like, "What what have you done? What have you done? Like what what's the placenta? How do you do that?" So I was trying to explain <laughs> explain then. Um, after my second birth, a bit better than my first, I had a placenta smoothie. And it was like having a chocolate bar after running about 10 miles, just feeling the energy hit me. It was amazing. And placenta smoothies, because you're taking the placenta in its raw form, you're getting the most nutrients out of it. You're getting the most vitamins. I lost quite a lot of blood with my with my second birth. 
to the point where um, they were trying to push iron tablets, which I've never got on with. Mm. Um, had my placenta smoothie and um, started taking my placenta capsules. Uh, seven days later, I had a blood test and my, mud- my midwife said like, oh, so you've taken the iron tablets then, have you? And I was like, no, no, this is just down to having my placenta encapsulated. Mm. Um, so after that, I thought I've, I've got to train, like, I can't just tell people about this. I've got to train to be able to offer this to to women as well. So when my second was about 10 months old, I started training with, um, um, in the, trying to get my words out, um, International Placenta Encapsulation Network, IPEN. So it's it's international. It's recognized as well. Um, because uh, because of the nature of the work, I've got to be registered as um, a food business because it's something that's being ingested. So I've done infection control training. I've done uh, food handling safety and also hazard analysis, uh, critical control point training as well. So I'm I was trained as as a chef in in a kitchen on everything on how to keep everything mm. clean how to keep everything processed um and something i'm quite proud of is i'm the only um placenta encapsulation specialist in lincolnshire to have a five-star food hygiene rating as well so i've been inspected by environmental health they've looked at all my processes uh, they've looked at how i i clean my work area as well so that that was quite a that was quite a big achievement so mm. um yeah, so um, I, I started offering this when I was based in uh, Bedfordshire. Um, it took a while for for uh, the word of mouth to get out there, but then I was I was getting quite busy. And it was lovely going to going to hospitals to collect, and the midwives recognised me, and it was so nice getting referrals then as well from midwives. So like people who, who deal with birth day in, day out, they're recognizing the the benefits of placenta encapsulation and there's just there's no better no better feeling than that. Getting a recommendation from somebody who really knows what they're talking about as well. Wow. Yeah, no. I, yeah, I, 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 love that, I love that you had something work so well for you that you were then that well, for want of a better description, encapsulated by it that you decided to start offering it yeah. yourself. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> What's the out of interest, what is the process? for turning placenta into capsules right okay um when somebody books in with me um usually quite early um they'll pay their deposit and when they get to about 34 36 weeks i send out um a chiller pack because when when i was training not a lot of people were offering like the the full service they'd say well you you have your placenta you keep it stored you've got to keep it stored at a proper temperature until i can collect it and i think that's adding a bit of a bit of extra stress to parents who are already going to be stressed. I like to be able to like take that completely off them. So I send them out a chiller pack uh, with all the paperwork for their midwives, for their birth partners to say what's got to happen with the placenta when it's birth. Um, you put it in this pack up and then you call me and I'll come and collect it. So that's the only thing they need to do is call me when the baby's born. So I come and collect. It's in a chiller pack, which can keep it at the correct temperature for up to 15 hours. Um, I bring it back to my workspace. Um, there's two, um, for the capsules, there's two separate um, processes I can do. One's called the simple method, which is where the, um, the placenta's um, washed, it's cleaned, it's chopped up, and then it's dehydrated in a food dehydrator. That's the simple method. Uh, there's the steamed method, which is where it's it's cleaned, it's washed, and then it's steamed with uh, ginger, chili, and lemon, which are known to be quite warming on the body. 
um, it's steamed with that. Once it's steamed, um, it's then chopped up and then it's dehydrated the same. It's dehydrated for up to about 15 hours. Right. So it's quite quite a long process. And once that's happened, then it's ground up into a fine powder, um, like you would coffee beans, and then yeah. it's hand put into individual capsules. So I'd say the whole process from, from collection to actually having the pills back is up to about 48 hours. Wow, that is speedy. And I, I, this wasn't on my list of questions until you brought it up. What, what's with the smoothies? How, how do they work? Um, because it's it's from the very raw state of of the placenta, you're getting all of the, it's not processed, so you're mm. getting all of the, the vitamins, you're getting the minerals, you're getting the hormones, you're getting those back into the body straight away to help you with your recovery. So how are those so, made in comparison? Uh, okay, um, there's about a walnut-sized piece of placenta will mm. be washed. It's put in. Um, it's put with spring water and whatever fruit that you'd like. I I usually go for um, like strawberries, raspberries, blueberries, and then it's it's um, processed with a single use, like mixing stick. Yes, like a blend yeah. blender stick. So it's a it's mm. a single use um, for that. And honestly, it's there's there's no smell to it. There's no meaty taste to it. It's just it's just like a like an innocent smoothie you'd buy from you'd buy from Tesco. That's fantastic. It's it's just a word a world sorry that I'd never really heard mm-hmm. anything about. Um, just just sort of quick fire, just shooting them off. What are the reported benefits of consuming the placenta after birth? Right, uh, I have to use the word reported because there's not that money. It's all anecdotal evidence because right. clinical trials cost a lot of money and. Um, clinicians and medical societies aren't going to put money into something that they can't make money back off, if that mm. makes sense. So yeah. they're, they're women's own placentas. So, but there was, um, back in France, I think in the 1970s, the hospitals were found out to have been selling placentas on without the women's notice to pharmaceutical and to cosmetic companies because you can get skincare that has, it's the stem cells in the placentas that make them so good on the skin. And they were selling them on to cosmetic companies that were selling these serums and these creams for up to 300, 300 pounds a tub of them. Wow, that's awful. Um, yeah. <laughs> so as I mentioned there, one of the big ones is the stem cells, and that's the one that's going to be highest in the placenta smoothies because that's you're putting that right in. That's going to that's going to healing. Like your placenta's come away from your womb, so you've got a wound there that's going to need healing. Um, one of the benefits, uh, the reported benefits with the smoothies is that the postpartum bleed is a lot shorter than it usually is just mm. because that all of those stem cells go to help. Um, one of the big ones that people report and the ones that people want to ward off is postnatal depression. Yeah. So it's the, it's the hormone balancing and the mood balancing uh, properties there. Um, iron deficiency as well. It's very good if you've been anemic because you've got a lot of iron in the placenta. You've also got the um, corticostropin uh, reducing hormone, which is a stress reducer. So it's really good in the in the early days when when baby's new and you're trying to well you're trying to process in your head 101 things that you need to do while you've got this little human to look after. Um, yeah, so I think they're I think mm. they're the main ones. Are there any are there any potential risks involved with it at all? 
Um, there have been reported risks. Um, most of those have come from studies in America and studies in Australia. They're completely different to how we process them here because encapsulators in Australia and America, they're not regulated. Right. And I'd say when when anyone has, when, whenever I've done um, an advert for placenta encapsulation, somebody's come back and said, well, I, I've heard that a placenta encapsulation can cause this. They don't understand how I work. I think some people just think I turn up to the hospital with a bag for life in my hand, put the placenta in there, and I cook it in my oven. And the thing I'd always go, <laughs> the thing I'd always go back to saying is, if you caught food poisoning from a restaurant, would you just never eat in a restaurant again, or would you just go to a more reputable restaurant mm. that had a higher food hygiene rating that was able to to process and show you that they they cook things properly? So yeah. that's what I'd want. If anyone anyone's asking me about the risks, I always show them all of my training, all of my up to date. Uh, cleaning products because a big thing that people asked during lockdown because I was still I did a lot of work during during lockdown was how have your um, processes how have they changed during COVID mm. and I was like well yeah. they haven't because because I'm dealing with um, I'm dealing with placentas I'm dealing with like a body tissue I have to even though they're not I have to act like they could have something, they could have a bloodborne pathogen in them. So all of my, I've always been in PPE, I've always done contactless deliveries and collections. So there's no way, or you minimise the risk to, to negligible with that as well. That's really interesting. I never even thought about the, the whole COVID thing, but of course there wouldn't be a difference because it's almost, it, it's a medical service that you it's, offer with exactly. a food hygiene rating. Yeah, it's... <laughs> and with yeah. the, because um, uh, I've got to, as, as all food businesses have, I've got to have a HACCP, which is a hazards mm. analysis, critical control point, um, a, a food document. So it, it goes into where it, it highlights, um, say like you're cooking a chicken breast, it highlights where the hazards could be. And with a chicken breast, the same as it would be with the placenta is it's cooking it to the right temperature. So I have to, I have to notate and I have to make sure that the placenta reaches 70 degrees. So if there was any surface bacteria that will have killed it then. Mm. And then once it's dehydrated, I've got to, I've got to document, I've got to check that it stays at 55 degrees as well. So it's, it's just like it would be, uh, any other food business if yeah. you're you're getting if you're hitting the temperatures like i've i've got um lost count of the amount of thermometers i've got and it takes a while to calibrate them monthly just to check that i'm hitting all of those all those critical control points and i'm i'm documenting them so you, you can never was any other food businesses say you can never get the um, get the risk down to nothing, but it's as low as as possible. And I've been inspected by Environmental Health, and they're more than happy with everything that everything that I'm doing. I love that. I love that so much. Like, I, I keep mentioning it because I'd never heard of this prior to finding out about your work. And I, I knew some people would cook their placenta, but I didn't know it could be made into capsules. When you tell people what you do, not even when they come to you as like, uh, this is what I'm after kind of thing, but just when you meet somebody and you tell them that this is such a big part of your life, what's the reception like? Um, well, I've um, I've got a big, I've got a sign on my car, uh, Mama Toto Placenta Encapsulator, mm. and it's, it's funny the amount of people that stop me, oh my God, what is that? Or they'll say, oh my God, I went on your website. What is it that you do? Um, it's... You do get the odd person's like, oh, oh, that's not for me. But it's more, more the um, they're intrigued by it. They want to know what I do. They want to know how I do it. 
because I can't because I don't I don't sell percent pills. I offer the service for women birthing people to have their uh, placenta mm. process into remedies so that's how we've got to we've got to say it but yeah it's usually even men now even like birthing partners i've had i've had men contact me saying that they've seen my website and they think it'd be really helpful for their partner and i was like well you probably need to talk to your partner first before you contact <laughs> me but it's just great that, that i'm getting the the buy-in as well from from the partners because when when i first started I'd have a few few women contact me. I really want to do this, but my my husband's really not happy and he's really like grossed out by it. And I think it comes from a lot of the birth partners thinking that they're going to have to deal with the placenta as well. Mm. But the way the way I offer it, they they don't even have to see it. They don't have to touch it. So all they see is the chiller pack, and it's inside two boxes in there. So it's literally just a chiller pack that they're passing over. Yeah, I love that. I love that. It must be a really rewarding experience for you like how many people would you say that you've you've done this for now i think i hit the hundred a few mm. a few months ago and just the um i always send out um because i'm part of uh, placenta remedies network um it's um a collection of all encapsulators as well and it's a really good resource for people who who quite like the idea of it and they want to know more so uh placenta remedies.org they're really good it's not for profit either and it just gives you lots of information all of the remedies that are on offer as well yeah. and it gives you say if you live in in the top of scotland and you follow somebody on instagram it's like oh i really want to get my placenta encapsulated but they live how many hours away you can put your um you can put your postcode in there and it'll tell you your closest encapsulators as well which is which is really good that is fantastic um, yeah mm, sorry i've completely gone off a tangent haven't i I've completely forgot you <laughs> that's absolutely fine i was i was just wondering how many people you've done it for but yeah you say more than 100 that's that's wild that yeah. is really amazing mm -hmm. yeah. and i always send out about six weeks after because the um the average amount of capsules will last about six weeks, so they'll have experienced any of the benefits then. I'll always send out a questionnaire, just what, how do you feel? What do you think was the benefits? Would you recommend it? And the feedback I get from that, mm. it's just it's just amazing. And that also goes to Percentive Remedies Network, Network, so we can collate, say, like 90% of people who've consumed their placenta got these benefits, 80% got this. So that's, that's a really yeah. good, really good um, resource as well. Rachel, I love it. I'm fascinated by it. If people want to find out more, where can they go? Um, my website is um, www.mamatotobirthing. That's M-A-M-A-T-O-T-O-birthing.co.uk. Um, I'm also on Facebook and Instagram as uh, mamatotobirthing. And the again, the placentaremediesnetwork.org is a really good, really good place to go if you want to to find out more. If you want to find out your local your local encapsulators as well. Um, yeah, yeah. Thank you. It's been lovely, lovely talking to you. It's been fantastic, Rachel. Thank you ever so much for your time today. No problem. Have a lovely day. You as well. Rachel Ruddock of Mama Tutu Birthing there, friends. If you want to know more, mamatutubirthing.co.uk, M-A-M-A-T-O-T-O, birthing.co.uk, or at mamatutu underscore birthing on Instagram. That was a brilliant chat. Absolutely brilliant chat. Great conversation. Thank you so much again to Rachel. You have been listening to the Lincolnite podcast. Remember to subscribe and to leave us a review. I have been Ronnie Byrne, as always, and we'll catch you next time. <laughs>